guys. Uh, welcome to Let's Talk Plant Medicine with Dr. O, Cannabis, Psychedelics, and Pharmaceutics. So glad that you guys are here with me today. Today we have an amazing topic. Oh my goodness. This is going to be fun, guys. It's going to be juicy. And guess what, folks? I also have this ridiculously funny lady with me today. She is a dear friend. But we're not going to get into that yet. Let's do our good house cleaning. So y'all know, you guys know what's up. You know the drill by now. What is our good house cleaning? This show is for educational purpose and should not be taken as medical advice. Consult with your doctor for all your medical need. Do not start or stop any medicine without talking to your doctor. What is our next uh, good house cleaning? The next good house cleaning is our sponsor. I mean, without the sponsor, how are we gonna be here? We cannot be here without the sponsor. We need the money to keep this show going. So we, I know, cha-ching, cha-ching, make it rain, <laughs> get them coin. So uh, this show is sponsored by WCR Health. They are your alternative health and wellness hub. They are also the makers of Glow's Beauty and Pet Product. And they also have various uh, educational programs like uh, Cannabis as Medicine Masterclass, Sleep, uh, sleep Masterclass, various masterclasses. So for more on, to, uh, to learn more about WCI Health, head straight to their website, wci-health.com. Also, you are part of the sponsor. Yes, you, you, you are one of our sponsors on Patreon. We want to say thank you to our patrons, our supporters, our health equals wealth members. Indirectly, you are supporting this show when you enroll in our membership, health equals wealth membership. And of course, uh, all you uh, other folks that are still waiting out there, are still thinking and proving, you know, you fans already, you know you love this show. If you are out there and your organization and you would like to sponsor this show, Please slide in my DM or head straight to WCI-health and, and send me an email. I will be very, very appreciative of that. Having said that, I know most of you know me by now. No, 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 no. I'm not trying to let it go to my head, you know. But for those of you that are new to the platform, who the heck is she? <laughs> I know you're wondering. This is Dr. Lola. I am Dr. Lola, also known as Dr. O. I'm your clinical pharmacist and plant medicine queen. That's what they call me. <laughs> I didn't give myself that name. They gave me that name. I'm your plant medicine queen. How do I help you? I help you level up on your wellness journey using the healing powers of botanicals and education as tools. So you can save money on your healthcare costs, avoid adverse reaction, and live your best life right here and now. What do I have? What right do I have to be able to talk on this topic? I'm a clinical pharmacist and I grew up using herbal medicine. So I bring in that knowledge to help you level up on this journey. So that's that about me. So let's let's do this, folks. And today we, like I said, we have one of my dear friend, uh, 
Laura Hamilton. Uh, Laura and I, we met a couple of, uh, before the pandemic, it's been over a year, going probably going to two years or at least a year and a half now. So we met at the Women Empower in Cannabis uh, Summit. We kind of gel <laughs> like PB and J immediately. She <laughs> is a fun human. I love, love, love Laura. She's doing amazing thing in this space. So Laura is a, a cannabis educator. She's a certified cannabis educator and she's the founder of uh, Women, Sex and Cannabis. Hey guys, help me, join me to welcome our guest today. Laura, welcome to the show. We're glad to have you. Yay, I'm so happy to be here. You know, I'm a big fan of yours, Dr. O. You know I'm a big fan. Yay, I'm so excited. I know. Thank you so much, Laura. You know, I mean, I respect you a lot. You are one of really powerhouse in our space in cannabis community the great thing you are doing with chief skis and i will be talking to chief uh, at a later time the great thing work you are you you are doing for our community is absolutely appreciated uh especially folks this lady she is more knowledgeable about history than even all our history teachers put together we're gonna go into history one of these days, but today we're probably gonna focus mostly on cannabis. So Laura, welcome to the show again. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay, um, I am a certified cannabis educator here in Toronto, Ontario in Canada. Um, I have transitioned into cannabis um, after spending 17 years in the corporate world uh, and uh, as soon as legalization was announced for um, for Canada, I immediately looked up cannabis education, and I I, I knew that this was my chance to grab at the grass, brass ring. You know, I had reached uh, I had my fiftieth birthday, and I was having a freak out. I'll tell you that right now. I was like, "What the hell happened? How did this happen?" And uh, I, to me, cannabis legalization was the sign where the universe is like, hey, kid, we really mean it this time. Oh. You, know, like, you know, it now is the time. So um, I ended up uh, throwing myself into every cannabis course I could find. I ended up uh, through the Michener Institute, um, which is part of the University Health Network here in Ontario, um, I went through their cannabis education certification course. So that was a, a big hurdle for me. And I was like, I really felt that uh, I, I'm on a mission. I'm on a mission, Dr. O. The more I learned about cannabis, the more that I realized how much cannabis can change women's lives. And especially the more that I was reading about how cannabis is processed and what our endocannabinoid system was and how uh, that impacts the uh, side effects of menopause and how potentially cannabinoids uh, can help alleviate these really life-changing symptoms. I knew that I, that was my mission in life. I, I knew that it's like, I can't hold this information back. And I know that there are a lot of women suffering out there and they're suffering for a lot of reasons, including shame 
and embarrassment, as well as um, a medical community that I got to say is pretty ambivalent when it comes to what women are going through when it comes to menopause. Uh, and I think that uh, that needs to be addressed. But that, that aside, um, I realized how much cannabis and cannabinoids and the endocannabinoid system needs to be general public knowledge so that we can adjust uh, our lifestyles, our diets, uh, potential uh, herbal supplements to our lives to alleviate some of the, the real drastic changes that women go through. And that's my lecture. <laughs> that is awesome, Laura. That is awesome. I'm so, so happy for you. First of all, I don't blame you to when they legalize that cannabis for you to say, get me out of here. Somebody get me out of here. <laughs> that is boldness. I mean, for you, 17 years, were you in banking? I was, yeah, I was, I was actually in investments. I was uh, an investment representative for a large international firm. And, uh, you know, it, sure, it paid the rent, but that was, that was about it. And it was a real, uh, I don't know, cage of my own division, like prison of my own device, right? Uh, I, I built that for myself. But I, I, I always was looking for a world uh, way out, right? And I was always determined that I'm going to get out of here. Like I'm, you know, do something. And, and when cannabis uh, was announced, I, I realized it's like, oh, this is how I'm going to slide into middle <laughs> age is I'm going to jump on a cannabis bandwagon. Yeah. And, and and I, I really did. And I, I was, I got to say, I was flying blind for a long time, but I ended up finding a really uh, an amazing community of people who through the legacy market or through their own um, uh, educational courses, I, I learned so much in the last three years. I just feel like I'm a sponge <laughs> that's soaking up as much information about cannabis as I, as I can. Um, uh, but just because as soon as I realized that this can help women in a stage of their life where, you know, they, they might be okay in their career, they might be okay in their marriage and stuff. And then everything from the waist down, uh, completely changes the game and nobody wants to talk about that. And, uh, when I was reading about how cannabis interacts again, with certain systems and the, how that impacts mm -hmm. our libido mm -hmm. and secretions and that sort of thing, yeah. uh, I realized, oh, this could be a game changer for a lot yeah. of us. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, first of all, I have to get, uh, raise my hat to you, Laura, because for me, I've been in science all my life. You know, I've never done anything other than science, all those crazy chemistry, uh, med chem, all those crap that we do. <laughs> chemistry 101. That's all I've always done. So for somebody like you to go from the corporate world, it's like, a, it's like two parallel lines. So for you to be able to make that transition and you're killing it out there, I know you. You're killing it out there. Oh, thank you. For you to be able to make that transition, 
and be able to be able to talk about endocannabinoid system, be able to comprehend and understand. There are a lot of folks that have even been in science all their life, they're still trying to figure it out. You are an amazing animal, girl. <laughs> you. Well, you know what? I, I really like soon as uh I have to give some like shout outs to the Khan Academy, which uh I, I use quite a bit. When, cause I never took a, a bio, biochemistry class. And mm. when they were talking about G protein coupled receptors, mm. it's like, um, what? that's interesting. So I, I would go onto the Khan Academy, which is a free service. And I would just type in G protein coupled receptors and I'd watch that video and kind of go, oh, that's interesting. And then I would took like all of the little courses about what's in a cell membrane. Uh, and but when I realized what an endogenous ligand was and what a ligand was, I was like, I could totally geek out on this stuff. So <laughs> if I had my time again, I think for sure I would have been in the science class going, let's talk about like downstream chemical <laughs> reactions. This is like so cool. <laughs> ah, my goodness. My goodness. We have unleashed a demon. <laughs> We have unleashed the demon here, folks. <laughs> you are amazing. Let's uh let's talk about sex. Let's talk about sex, baby. Let's talk about you and yes, me. I, absolutely. Let's talk about sex. Cannabis absolutely. and sex. Are you kidding me? First of all, there is the stigma that comes around cannabis. And we don't even want to talk about sex. The taboo surrounding that word s-e-x is you know we don't it's like don't say it <laughs> it's like that everybody doing it but nobody want to admit it what do you say i mean what to tell us a little bit about what is the disconnect how do you explain the stigma Surrounding cannabis, and when you start bringing it into sex, how are you uh, navigating this space? Okay, well, um, in in my own kind of, oh, I'm gonna call practice in my own workshop. Definitely, that I have, yeah, that is a practice. Uh, yeah, um, I focus on menopause and cannabis, and libido and cannabis specifically. How in menopause there are a lot of issues when it comes to women and their libido and women have a real difficult time talking to a medical practitioner about the fact that maybe they're having uh, some dryness and pain issues when they're having intercourse with their husband that they've been married to for 25 years uh, and feeling shame that you know, even asking for assistance is making you seem self-indulgent because what you really should be worrying about is like the mortgage payments and how you're going to pay for college and all of that stuff. So um, having like some sort of um, uh, performance issue seems like you're asking for too much that you're, you're going to just kind of like ride it out and grin and bear it and that'll be okay because you know, get along and it'll be fine somehow. And, and, and women are quite fearful of, of bringing the subject up, even though it may be really impacting them. Because 
you know, let's face it, we all deserve an intimate life that is fulfilling for both parties in that bed. Or three, depending on the type of job. <laughs> I told you guys, it's going to get a little freaking today. <laughs> you know, no judgments from me. But Definitely. Um, I think that women have a, a difficult time talking about intimacy um, after a certain age. Um, I don't know about you, but if you notice, from when we're 21 years old, we can't shut up about it. Oh. And then, and then we turn forty, and then we—it's like it goes into a vacuum of complete silence. And the last thing that you hope everyone uh, thinks about you is that time that you took off your top in the middle of the baseball game, right? <laughs> um, so, and then that's fun. Um, but I, I think that so many women are honestly suffering in silence, and the medical community doesn't make it easy for women to address this um, because it's uh, the, the actual medical attitude around, for example, menopause itself, um, just because I guess I'm going through it and, and I've been really surprised, even though I have a really great relationship with my doctor, uh, the options basically are um, hormone therapy or, you know, wing it. So those are your two <laughs> options. You can go with the pharmaceutical route or good luck, sailor. I'll see you on the other side, which potentially could be a decade. So, you know, off, off you go, little fly, 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 fly away um, and, and try and, and cope with like really horrific symptoms. Like, I have, you know, hot flashes, uh, kind of like brain fog, mm -hmm. emotional ups and downs because mm -hmm. your, your hormonal body is going through chaos right now mm -hmm. and trying to just be stable. And that's why something like the endocannabinoid system and how we deal with stress and how we process stress chemically comes into play. Mm -hmm. and, and knowing that now, uh, you know, I feel like I'm, uh, Xena warrior princess who's out there to save everyone's middle-aged vaginas you know that's that's what uh that's that's my mission in life <laughs> I love you Laura I love I mean what is sex talk without the big M and I mean what is sex talk without the big man so yeah. uh, yes when you look at the situation with women Especially, like you say, as soon as you start getting to that close to that 40 years age, it's like all zipped up. Don't say nothing. Is it like the fear of the men? Because see, especially let me talk, tell you about uh, like I'm from Africa, Western part of Africa, originally Nigeria. This man, I, I don't want to generalize. Things are changing, beginning to change. Culture is beginning to change, but it's still there. They can admit that they are not like they used to be anymore when it comes to sex, when it comes to bed. And women, uh, most of the time, are always blamed. Oh, it's you. You, it's uh, whatever. It's never the man's fault. But like we say, it takes two here. <laughs> so is it time Absolutely. for us as a, that's why I really love what you're doing. But is it time for every woman and even the men to begin to, to openly 
uh, talk about it. And do you think it's as a result of that stigma and that taboo that is surrounding sex, especially when it comes to women having pleasure that it makes me, oh, it's going to make me look like I'm a slut or something like that. Do you think that's part of what is going on here? Listen, those Victorians <laughs> really had a lasting, lasting impact. Uh, when you think about like the, the advice was uh, close your eyes and think of England, you know, uh, the, the kind of, uh, or just even recently. And know, we can nice, go into nice history. Laura, Laura, you are an historian and I need you to go there. You know, <laughs> that's <laughs> all part of, I need my, my audience to experience the whole Laura. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, it's, it's um, when I think of just how drastic uh, the, the life between my, what my mother led and the, the life that I now lead, um, it, when, our, when we are both comparably the same age uh, and, and realize that, you know, so many generations of women have uh, been considered, you know, middle-aged crazy and, and that if you want to have sex after, you know, you've had your children, then you're, you're some sort of a nymphomaniac, crazy hormonal nutcase. <laughs> uh, and that is like nothing but trouble. And, um, and that has been a trope that's been around for a very, very long time. Like think about how many shows there's always like that, that crazy middle-aged woman who's kind of dressed inappropriately and, and thinking that, you know, she's 25 still and that she's just like one big hot mess. So um, women in their own homes are now thinking, okay, if I'm trying to uh, indulge in an intimate life where it's better for me, then somehow I might be turning into this crazy person. And I think that that does women such a great disservice because, you know, we, we deserve to have orgasms too. Definitely. Man, for sure. I mean, <laughs> for sure. My sister, Laura, that is absolutely fabulous. That is amazing. Amazing. But whatever, uh, when we're talking about, I want to stay on that, on that topic, libido, menopause and cannabis. Mm -hmm. When we are talking about that, do you think it's all as a result of uh, hormone alone or are there other conditions that might be going on? Oh, I think that there are a lot of emotional issues as well. Because uh, let's face it, uh, the, the greatest sexual organ we all have is our brains. So when uh, you're, you're thinking about the aging process where you're having dissatisfied, uncomfortable, painful intercourse uh, and your, your intimate life is, is tied up with all of these uh, emotions that are quite difficult to, to, it's a burden, you know, mm -hmm. it's a real burden that women carry. Mm -hmm. uh, and not being able to verbalize that, of course, will have an emotional impact and, mm -hmm. and have like, uh, you know, uh, it comes out and manifests itself in different ways. Mm -hmm. and, and certainly that would, Im how do you, 
how are you possibly going to feel sexy if you've got a heat rash under your boob? <laughs> right? You know, you know, get off me. So, oh, Lord. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's really going to, it's a tough challenge. Like, how am I, uh, uh, don't even get me started on chin yeah, Go like, for it, really go for it. And I'm uh, telling you, that's why I have to cheer for the Vikings, because I already have the beard. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, um, it, it's, it's a tough thing to, like, feel like, oh, I, I'm going to, like, take control of my sexuality, when all you do is, like, look in the, and in the mirror and feel self-critical and like and then on top of everything that you have like lubrication issues and somehow your mango turned into a corn husk overnight you don't understand (laughs) why (laughs) that fat (laughs) you know and it's like you really feel betrayed And, and it's like your your own body is betraying you and and on top of that it's not like you can walk into your doctor's office and go hey i'd like some orgasms please give that to me a bottle and a lot of the time we women we uh we tend to believe the lies that oh it's our fault we are the yes. one we are old and the man sometimes I'm not trying to uh, pin us against each other. It happens on both sides, but a lot of the time when it comes to aging, uh, especially if there is closer, uh, both partners are closer in age. Sometimes, unfortunately, it is what it is. The man go out there and get a younger, younger woman, and the woman is left there. Uh, wondering, you know, but I, I guess we have to stir ourselves up and say, you know what, we can be a cougar too. <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, based on personal experience, that is also uh, a viable option. <laughs> I love you, Laura. <laughs> I can stay on this topic forever. And folks, yes, it's still Dr. O. We are still talking. Can We are still in Let's Talk Plant Medicine, Cannabis, Psychedelics, and Pharmaceuticals with Dr. O. Today, we are with Laura Hamilton. She is a cannabis, certified cannabis educator. She is an expert. She is specialist in cannabis sex and women and i mean and we are going there today folks we are not shying away from it laura talk to me uh when you think about uh let's uh move a little bit towards more of cannabis before this folks thinks these women what's wrong with them today (laughs) when we talk about cannabis and uh, uh, you know the 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 lies has been spread forever. Lies has been spread forever. So when we talk about cannabis and the way people see it in our community, when you look at the science evidence that is supporting cannabis science, what is the disconnect? What are how do you connect the perspectives of folks out there to the science of cannabis? Is it, is it, does it even gel? I think there has to be the bridge. The bridge between science and public perception is education. 
interesting. Which is which is the which is the only way that we're ever going to kind of shift uh, a whole kind of slow moving boat of society is it's going to be a slow progress but that bridge should be education and uh not just education for uh the medical community but also just general public knowledge about what cannabis is uh what the um concerns may be and show what benefits can also be the result of taking them. So there has to be a balanced approach and there has to be, I think, more uniformity in the cannabis community about how we approach what a CB2, CB1 receptor is, what the endocannabinoid system is, what, uh, you know, what sort of dietary and nutritional supplements also um, help stimulate the endocannabinoid system. It's not just necessarily cannabinoids themselves, but this is like a whole health issue. And uh, I think that getting rid of the shame uh, comes with experience. And the more people kind of experience in an educational setting what cannabis is, I think like the, the shame level and, and the sort of judgment for use goes down. Nobody looks at you and says, oh my God, you heart patient taking aspirin every day. Mm-hmm. You must be a drug addict. Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nobody, nobody says that. Uh, or nobody says to a di- you know, a diabetic, how dare you take insulin? Mm-hmm. Um, because that's kind of shameful. Um, you know, using a needle, how dare you? Um, so I, I think that through experience and through positive results and through education, that's how we're going to remove the shame. That is awesome. That is, you're just dropping gems upon gems upon gems upon gems. That is amazing. Nobody tells folks with diabetes, how dare you <laughs> take uh, insulin? That is amazing right there thank yeah. you for thank you for for bringing us uh to that realization yeah we need to start bringing this uh, discussion out there and begin to really verbalize it that come on let us think these are botanicals these are plants you plant this seed it grows yes. and a lot of and when you look at it, the fact that a lot of our pharmaceuticals were originally derived from plants anyway Duh. Anyway, I got a question for you, Laura. For Mm. those folks, because I mean, you're talking about endocannabinoid system, CB1 receptor, all this cool stuff. What do you say to our folks out there that are wondering, they said, oh, Laura is, uh, oh, it's really smart. Is it that easy for average folks that don't have that science background that might be wanting to go into uh, to do similar things that that you do, what what advice do you have for folks like that? I don't want to go to the next topic. I want to address this uh, before we move on to another topic. Uh, you mean uh, the sort of first steps for somebody to understand what cannabis is? No, like maybe they them yeah, even for themselves, just want to understand what it is, or even just want to be a practitioner or want to. Uh, want to be able to 
because I've seen some folks, especially on Clubhouse, they don't have that pharmacy, uh, that uh, science background, right. and they feel like, oh, it's like there's this kind of, uh, why can't I do it? Is it right. is anybody saying uh, you can? Uh, average person that doesn't have science background can do it. Do we need any? Uh, any uh, pre prerequisites for folks to be able to take some of these classes? Um, no, no. There, there, there are some pretty interesting uh, videos out there on YouTube. But for for the more science minded folks that might be listening, there is uh, a lot of great articles in the Canadian Pain Society uh, website, which has a well documented. Uh, scientifically peer-reviewed uh, that was released within the medical community talking about their consensus around cannabinoids in the clinical practice. So they talk about the, the various um, scientific studies and clinical studies that have been done recently. And since there has been um, uh, legalization, at least here in Canada and as well as in Israel, um, a lot, there are so many clinical studies out there right now that um, you can get lost in them. You can really get lost in them now. And it's such a positive sign because there's so much science, mm -hmm. but how this science is coming to the average citizen is like the, as I said, that bridge has to be education because like, um, I'm going to geek out on that, but my 87-year-old mother is mm -hmm. absolutely disinterested mm -hmm. other than, can you put that cannabis stuff on my shoulder <laughs> so I can go in the garden? Oh. <laughs> yeah. So, like, um, it has to be in digestible bits, and I get that, and I understand that. Um, ultimately, um, I, if I was to describe what cannabis does in the human body, I would say it's like the settings on your phone. It, if uh, the settings represented pain in your body or stress, you know, if you go into the settings and go, I'd like to dial that down, please. That's what cannabis helps with uh, in terms of what it does for you. That is so awesome. it, It's like the volume control of pain. It helps how your body processes pain. It helps... Uh, your body kind of deal with it as well as the stress of actually being in pain. So it, it's a really interesting, like, oh yeah, I'm telling you, you created a monster. If I could do it all again, <laughs> I for sure would have been in the science classes because I just can't believe how <laughs> cannabis matches in the human body. And, you know, what's interesting is the second highest concentration of uh, CB1 receptors is in the female reproductive system and which is why which is why it was absolutely an herbal medicine uh for childbirth and for menstruation and here's my historical fact queen victoria used cannabis for her menstrual cramps okay <laughs> the most sexually repressed human to ever rule england well maybe henry the eighth but yeah you know, that aside, the woman was in a corset and using cannabis, and no wonder. So, I normally say something. I say, if it's good enough for the queen, it must well be good enough for you and me. 
<laughs> it was good enough for the queen like 150 years ago. I know. So, I know. It don't make no sense. Why do we still have it on schedule one? If it's good enough for the queen, it might as well be good enough for us. Deal us in, folks. Deal exactly. us in. Menstrual exactly. time is still here. It's not gone away. Can we have some relief here, please? Hello? Wow. <laughs> oh, and, and just like... I don't know if you read the recent studies on something called Dravet syndrome, which is like an extreme form of epilepsy in children and uh, using cannabis uh, like drops their uh, seizure rate down to almost zero. And imagine being a parent uh, and you're telling me that my child needs to suffer because you think that this is like some sort of horrible uh, schedule one drug. Like, what are you doing? It it just makes no sense to me. Makes no sense. It doesn't Uh, make sense. um, It doesn't make sense, Laura. It absolutely does not make sense. My son, my middle son, had a a history of seizure disorder. And we had to put him or temporarily put him on pharmaceutics. Uh, He only had to. And it, it was whatever happened, we didn't know because... He had the first one. We didn't want to put him on anything. Then the second one, we said, okay, we had to put him on it. Me, as a, as a mama bear, I had to be like monitoring everything. Within a couple of months, he has gained weight. His face swollen and everything like that. When I go to the to the doctor, she was like, oh, we're going to raise, it, uh, raise the dose. I said, Mm-mm, we're not raising no dose. We are not raising no dose. I need me the, uh, the, 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 the psych- psychologist or psychiatrist uh, doctor right here. We're not raising those. And I had to, I had to literally uh, be an advocate for my child. And after they review everything, within about six months, it was Within a year, he was literally taking off the medicine. As soon as he was taking off the medicine, and I'm not saying that's the case for everybody. You get what I'm saying? Especially when it comes to those psychiatric um, medicine, we do not want you to start or stop. Don't stop it. But at the end of the day, the side effect of this, some of these pharmaceuticals is just unbearable. It's unbearable to the level that some of the patients don't even want to take it. How do you get well when you can't even take your medicine? How? Oh, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I, I think that the what 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 I was really interested in was what they called the brain gut axis, uh, where uh, the digestive system and cognitive cognitive abilities are really linked. Like you really are what you eat and how you think. Like how you think is what you eat uh, mm-hmm. and, and how the endocannabinoid system um, is interacts with uh, how we establish memory, how we deal with stress, emotional processes. Like they're finding out so much stuff about the endocannabinoid system that I could talk to you for hours about it. Because I was like, <laughs> wow, I found out there's some, some, some stuff this week. It's so cool. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm a total... Uh, absolute cannabis yeah we cannot even go into that realm because when you even talk about the gut 
And when you look at the gut, what is there in the brain and the emotion and all that? What is the main chemical that we use for that, which is serotonin? And when you talk about serotonin, it was first discovered in the gut. That was where it was first found before they even discover it in the brain. It was discovered in the gut. So I totally agree with you that our gut absolutely controls what's going on in our brain as well. I want to quickly ask you, we've been saying all kind of good stuff about cannabis, oh, as a medicinal herbs and stuff. Is it all good with this uh, medicine? Is it all good? What are the pros and cons, advantages or, or disadvantages of herbal medicine, especially uh, a medicine like cannabis that have been demonized for so long? Yeah, I, I think like the 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 biggest challenge I think is is dealing with um, what is rare but has has certainly been increased since more medical cannabis patients have been pres- prescribed large doses um, is something called hypermesis syndrome, um, and that is it's uh, really uncomfortable uh, where you basically are. Um, compulsively vomiting um, and, and you're unable to, to keep anything down. You can't keep liquids down. There's a risk of um, uh, dehydration. So, you know, you can get very ill very fast just because you're unable to keep anything down. It's like a spasm um, and they don't know why it happens. Um, medical patients um, can go off cannabis. They need to immediately go off cannabinoids, but they don't know what to do afterwards because you can go back and use them, but you have to have a break. And then there's always like this threat of this might happening again. And ultimately the only cure is hot showers. So yeah, um, if you are, and I and I would hope that uh, a lot of the medical community comes to realize that that is the only known cure right now, um, because a lot of uh, cannabis patients who have gone into emergency um, ultimately are put on an IV drip and still going through the symptoms, whereas they found that if they put them in a hot shower, the symptoms are kind of, they subside. Um, so if somebody, you know, is, is smoking cannabis and they're compulsively vomiting, take them to the shower. Don't take them to the emergency room right away. That's Um, awesome. Yeah, yeah, that is awesome. Uh, I guess that is a really good point of, uh, counseling for, for patient. That is a very, very important point of counseling for, for patient. Uh, that is really cool. So, Laura, before I even let you go, uh, some of our audience that are listening to you, they're like, oh, she's just throwing gems down upon gems, upon gems, diamond and gold, golden nuggets. So if they feel like I would love to try uh, cannabis, especially the cannabis naive people that are new to cannabis space or they are contemplating using it, and they're thinking, I would love to use it not just for my wellness uh, aspect of it, but also for my uh, to spice up my sex life or things like that. What will you? What is your advice for folks like that? And they're thinking, will it even work for me, or will it not even work? Yeah, um, it 
cannabis is not a cure-all for everyone. Uh, and I think that there are, uh, if you are new to, to cannabis, the best way to start is a topical. If this is for pain relief, if you're looking for joint relief, for example, um, you're, you have some sort of stiffness, um, muscular issues, start with the topical because you aren't going to get any sort of uh, psychedelic high. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to be addressing the, the uh, pain experience in that localized area. Um, if you're using it as a sex aid, there are tons of, of sex lubes out there right now that have both THC and CBD content. Um, uh, I would definitely do my research before I would apply anything onto my special areas. <laughs> okay. Um, but the, people have found an amazing relief with certain uh, suppositories um, because to help with, with pain relief. There are also, as I said, lots of lubrication uh, products out there that have uh, the sort of symptom relief that uh, women will uh, really appreciate, uh, such as, you know, pain. Um, there's not, nothing sexy about pain. And, uh, and that's why um, I, would, I would start with topicals. If you wanted to um, indulge in uh, smoking, I would prefer people start off with vaporizing because, of course, smoking is never a recommended thing. Um, But uh, to always go with a low dosage and slow, because if you are a naive or new user, um, we don't know what's going to happen because at this point, the science cannot predict with any certainty how your chemical um, nature it's going to process the cannabinoids you're introducing to it. Some people have a great first experience. Some people have a really horrible experience. There is no way for us to predict that. And if anyone tells you that they can, I would really take that with a grain of salt because they don't know. Nobody does. Yeah. Thank you so much for that. That is amazing. So Laura, before I let you go, uh, this is amazing. This is really wonderful. We are so glad that you are here. For our audience that would like to maybe work with you, connect with you, uh, get to know you more, know what else, uh, any other ways you, you might be of service to them, where can they connect with you? Okay. Um, you can connect with me on Instagram. My handle is laurahamilton.cancan. Um, you can get a hold of me through my website, which is womensexandcannabis.com, all one word. So it's like womensexandcannabis.com. That's me. <laughs> um, and and uh, get in touch. We can set up meetings. Um, I do one-on-one coaching. I also do group classes where um, I can educate uh, women about what cannabis and cannabinoids and menopause and libido, how, what they all have in common, which is our vaginas. <laughs> awesome. Awesome sauce. Thank you. So, so I can talk with you forever, Laura. <laughs> I can't, I can just talk with you forever, but time is not our friend when we are having fun. 
Thank you so much, Laura, for being here today. We really do appreciate it. Ah, we definitely have to do this again soon. We have to bring you back. <laughs> I am always available for you, Dr. O. I'm yeah. such a big fan. And, yeah. and I really loved your book. So my mm. thumbs up. Thank you. Thank you for shout out for the book. Hey, folks, that's our show for today. Uh, for those of you that would like to sponsor this show, please slide in my DM or go to wci-health.com. If you love this show, you love this episode, please comment, uh, leave your comments uh, on your viewing platform and also share this episode with your friends and followers. And for those of you that are not yet joined our Facebook group, we have a Facebook group now, Health Equals Wealth Members. Health Equals Wealth, the equals is the sign and it's together. We're gonna, uh, so go to the uh, Facebook and come join our community. It's going down there. And also remember to join us on uh, Kennedy Psychedelic Club every Wednesdays and Saturdays, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So until next time, remember guys, health equals wealth. Bye guys, thank you, Laura, for being here. We appreciate you so much. Bye. Thank you, bye.